Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, y'all, welcome to church. So glad you're here. In case you don't know me, my name's Kate. I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife, Beth. And No Limits is a place where you come in and get equipped to go out and make a difference for the kingdom of God. So that's why we're here this morning. We're not here to warm seats. We're not here to play church. We're here to get equipped to go out and battle the enemy and win. Amen. Well, over the next few weeks, I have the responsibility of reminding you of the promises of God, because if we want to accomplish what he has for us in these last days, especially, we must live in the promises of God. We can't do it aside from that. We can't do it in our own strength. And I don't know how many uh, weeks this series is going to last, but we're just going to keep at it until the Holy Spirit says otherwise. And you should know, this isn't going to be just teaching about God's promises. It's going to be a manifestation of God's promises. Amen? Anybody agree with that? Awesome. We're going to have amazing testimonies in the coming weeks. Last week, we talked about the end-time wealth transfer. I couldn't tell if you guys were just really absorbing that last week or like if you were uh, unsure about it or like what what was going on, but you were very attentive last week, so thank you for that. But it's coming, the end-time wealth transfer. God's going to shift the wealth of the world into the hands of those who are going to advance the kingdom of God. So two weeks ago, the Lord gave us a prophetic word to make sure that we are positioned and ready for this transfer of wealth. And let me remind you what he said. He said, there's great provision for my people. I need you to receive it and not reject it. You are the ones that I can trust with it because your hearts are pure and your motives are right. You will know exactly what you need to do with it. Amen. So I'm curious. Does anybody have a testimony to share already? I mean, as I said, we're not just talking about these things. We're going to see a manifestation of these things. So has anybody already experienced an increase of wealth in their life? If that's you, raise your hand. Anybody? Who wants to come up and share about it? Come on, let's hear a testimony. Who's going to be brave? Come on, yeah. Come on, let's give her a hand. So I'm a creature of habit, and I don't want to get rid of my um, eye doctor in McAllister. And so I was going to drive from here and go through Muskogee to see my mom, and something just told her to tell me, um, take the Creek Nation Turnpike and go through Okmulgee and such. And I used to work for DHS and child welfare, and I made a lot of enemies, take, <laughs> taking a lot of children, to be really honest, in, in Okmulgee County. And the whole way I was going, getting closer to Okmulgee, I was just like, Ugh, you know, just that dredge. And, um, you know, lo and behold, I start getting tired in Okmulgee and have to stop and get a coffee. And I was like, God, I was just going to fly through this. What do you got me doing? Stopping in Okmulgee. And there was this little old man, and he looked at me, and he was nervous, and he was counting his money, and he just wanted to buy an apple pie. That was all he had the money for for breakfast. And I snuck up there and put my card, and I'm standing behind him, and then I get it and make an eye contact with the cashier. And she told him, the Lord took care of it. Well, he kept arguing with her, and um, he, she finally got nervous, this little teenager, you know, arguing with a man. And so she said, that lady behind you and he came and he hugged me and then he just started bawling and one of the employees said you made him cry you big meanie and 
the whole point of that is that God took me from Owasso, from going to see my mom, and all planted this and put me in Okmulgee to bless this man. And it just gave me a high all the way to McAllister that it blessed me probably just as much as it blessed him to be that opportunity. And he just told me, he said, you have no idea what you've done for me. My phone and this and all of this. And just as I'm not a hugger, you guys, I used to be an early childhood teacher and I would hug the babies all day long. But when it comes to adults, I'm like, yeah, I was doing the six feet thing before the pandemic, you know? And so, but this little old man grabbed me and hugged me and that hug healed me and gave me an abundance of wealth just as much. And I'm not saying that to brag on me, but it, it just, I'm so glad I was obedient to God to be the, a blessing to that man. That's awesome. All right, anybody else? Now, I've heard some testimonies myself, and I understand if you're not ready to share them yet, but I know there are some testimonies in the room that you've already experienced an increase of wealth after that message from last week. So who's going to do it? Amy, come on up. And then I think Mason is right after you. You got it. You're spunky. <laughs> well, um, I've, I had help opening an agency for uh, help for older adults who just need a little extra help in the home, and um, that, that was tremendous in itself, but trying to piece together a full-time income with this piece over here and this piece over here, I'm like, <sighs> so <laughs> this a uh, couple of weeks ago, I got contacted. I didn't do anything to initiate it by a family who the mother had uh, was just moving up here from California. And we went back and forth a couple of times, and I went to meet her, and they had already interviewed several different people, and the mother and I just clicked. Like, we were having a party the first 15 minutes I was there, and the family just could not believe it. So I wound up getting that job, and this lady is just a hoot, and it's a perfect full-time schedule, Monday to Friday, 7.30 to 3.30, good pay. I'm like, woohoo! So- <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. Come on, Mason. Well, my testimony actually directly relates to Chris, since Chris is my boss two days out of the week, Cade being the other five. Uh, Who's better? (laughs) I'm not allowed to pick favorites. Um, So, last month was when Chris started his new business line, and apparently, during the last month, He forgot to pay me during one of the weeks, but I didn't notice because, well, I write down my budget to try and keep track of how much money I'm actually making and not spending a thousand dollars a month on who knows what. But um, anyway, I didn't notice that he had forgotten to pay me because my budget uh, quota that I expected to get from him was already full. So I started off this month with... uh, a nearly full quota, I'll say, from uh, from Chris, which leave, left two or three extra paychecks worth, which uh, for him come out to about 200 bucks a week. So <laughs> a lot of blessings coming uh, through his business towards me at the very least. And it's been so blessed that we actually had to hire somebody else uh, to work with us five days out of the week just so we'd catch up on the orders that I cannot possibly keep up with. <laughs> Woohoo! That's awesome. You got one too? That's awesome. 
Come on up. I wasn't going to because it wasn't a personal, but uh, my uh, my husband and I, Paul, we're band directors of a, of a school in Locust Grove. And last year I started with $48.02. $48.02. I used to just say $48 and someone said, don't forget the two cents. I'm like, all right, sure. And then... Uh, I went to the school and I said, listen, I, I need at least $20,000 to make this work. It's impossible. And they said, well, we'll give you eight. And I said, all right, praise the Lord. I was happy with eight. But they said, but you're not getting it ever again. We never give people money. We just make you fundraise. I'm like, well, all right. And I fundraised and we fundraised and fundraised. And I think we ended up fundraising almost the other $20,000 by the end of the year. And then again, I come we get to, we've got a little more than $48. We had about 5000 this year, plus we had a $5,000 donation. So we were at $10,000. i am like, all right, I can make 10000 work. But then we pull out instruments, and this one's broken, and this one's broken, and this one's broken. By the end of the summer, I'm like, okay, I need $20,000 for repairs. We need another $10,000 just to make this work. Our show is $5,000, and then everything else. We need, by the end of it, like hundred grand is what we needed. That's what we figured out, just to make everything work. And I went to the superintendent because he said, well, okay, well, make me a wish list. And I said, this is a basic needs list, not even a wish list, sir. This is a, we pulled out the euphonium, it's in pieces. We sent the sousaphone off to get repaired. The repair company said, that's a pointless, it's not going to happen. We can't fix it. That's how bad everything we have is right now. And I said, here's a list of $100,000. And I broke it up. I would like you to pay for this this year, this the next two, three, four, five to make it easier on you. And he said, well, okay. We weren't going to give you anything, but we'll give you 8000 this year. And then next year, we're probably going to give you more than $100,000 is what we're going to give you. He said, we'll have about $3.6 million to work with, and we'll probably give you most of that. And I went, praise the Lord. So. Awesome. I'm hearing about how the, this increase in wealth is affecting other people as well and benefiting them. Isn't that cool? Any others? All right. I'm telling you guys, you got to hear these testimonies. I ain't up here just teaching and spewing words at you. Y'all are going to live this stuff. So um, my husband, Chuck, and I um, trusted God with a, a bit of a financial sacrifice we made for, um, for the mission trip. And um, it was an act of joy, but we wanted to just trust God to, to make up that difference. But we found ourselves severely behind in several bills, and we just kept praying, you know, God, God will take care of this. And I had taught three hours of summer school or three weeks of summer school and not my brightest moment. <laughs> it was a moment of insanity when I decided to do that. So I just, <laughs> it, it, teachers out there understand that. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but apparently God, God knew what was going on there. So, um, that I added it up and I thought they're going to tax the living daylights out of that. It's I'm probably only going to get about $900 out of that thing. So after at the service at the, I think I told you it was at the end of the service. I checked my phone to see if there were any messages and my paycheck had, uh, the pay stub had been emailed to me to tell me what I was going to get. And it was double. <laughs> I, I went running over Chuck. I was like, we're getting $1,800 every single, it, it was just enough to catch up, fully catch up every single thing that was behind. Awesome. So that's awesome. Woo-hoo! That's awesome. So any others? She's, you know, re- Darla, are you ready yet? Or are you going to hold that one? <laughs> Yay. She's coming. Woo-hoo! <laughs> so I had a couple of things this last week. Um, 
I have a, a, a room. I'm a physical therapist, and I had a room set up in my house, and I had a, a patient come over on Friday, and um, she really liked my shoes, and so I felt led to give her my shoes. So I've got a 100-fold return coming of new shoes because I planted a good seed, and just like the apple pie, she cried because I gave her my shoes. Um, but that was, just, that was the small blessing of my last week. Um, I, as a physical therapist, I'm working with a friend of mine, helping her grow her business. But it's been in my heart for years to have my own place. And so I just kept saying, okay, Lord, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days. And um, she asked me for a meeting this last week, and um, she wants to give me her second location. No, no buy-in, no debt, no anything, just it's yours. So without any blood, sweat, and tears of my own, I have my own PT clinic coming. Yeah, come on up. That's awesome. Darla, I've never heard you be so brief. Have you given up on the Amplified? No. All right. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Rebecca. I was uh, last on our women's meeting. I had everybody pray that for our finances. (laughs) Well, Thursday, I uh, went for a job interview and got hired on the spot. <laughs> yes, I said, thank you, Lord, I needed that. That's so awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Woo, God is good. Stay tuned, more to come. All right. Now, um, I did not coordinate with the worship team today, so it's, you're going to be amazed at how well this coordinates. God's cool. I actually finished my message, and I was like, man, I, I hope we're singing Overcome, and that's, it was already on the list. So I was like, we are singing Overcome. That's awesome. But has anybody been experiencing some challenges lately? Maybe it feels like the enemy's given you a good beating, or uh, maybe you're getting persecuted by your family and friends. If that's you, Beth said she wouldn't make you raise your hand, but I'm going to ask you to stand up. If you feel like you're getting beat up right now, just go ahead and stand up for me. So I want you all to know that you're not alone. And what's going on? Stand up. You've been getting a beaten. All right. You see? And there's probably some who didn't stand up that, you know, see, they keep coming. All right. Awesome. Y'all go ahead and sit down. I know it's not what you hoped for, the beating, right? But it's actually an indication that you're on the right track. And I'm going to explain that to you today. So today we're going to talk about an unwanted end time promise. Persecution. It's a promise. Take a look, 2 Timothy 3.12, yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. The best scripture I could ever bring you, right? And I want you to notice it says everyone. That means you're not exempt. You are not exempt. All those preachers who told you that living a godly life would be a walk in the park, they lied to you. They lied to you. Because the truth is living for God is a battle, but it's a battle worth fighting. And here's the good news. After you've built up some endurance, you're able to face these challenges with joy and peace. At first, these challenges bother you, but as time goes on, you start to welcome these challenges because you're like, this is going to make me stronger in my faith. You're probably wondering if we're even in the same series anymore because, you know, last week I was telling you about how wealth is coming your way. And today I'm telling you persecution is coming your way. Well, they're actually interconnected. I want you to take a look at this. In Mark chapter 10, verse 28, Peter began to speak up, and he was talking to Jesus, and he says, we've given up everything to follow you. 
Yes, Jesus replied, and I assure you that everyone who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or property for my sake and for the good news will receive now. Everybody say now. now. This isn't an eternity. This is right now. In return, a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property <gasps> along with persecution. <laughs> Woo! Come on. That's right, AJ. He's cheering for the persecution. I mean, it was all sounding so great until that last part. Yeah, we're going to get a hundredfold for the things that we give up for, the, for Jesus, right? Yeah. But it's going to come with persecution. I can verify this scripture. I can verify. I've been living in God's promise of wealth for many years now, and very few people actually rejoice with me in the blessings that God has given me. Very few. I normally, most people fuss about it, and I hear things like this. I can't believe that he lives in that house. I can't believe he drives around in a blue Jaguar convertible. I just can't believe it. I mean, how is he the one leading the church? He's not even qualified. Why is he so successful in business? He's got to be cheating people out of their money. I got one answer for you. I'm living in the blessing of the Lord. That's it. That's it. Do you know how I know? Because I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough to have accomplished these things on my own. And I'm fully aware of that. That's why if the Lord asked me to give away my jag today, I'd give it away because it's not mine anyways. Oh, we got some takers in the room already. Me, me, me. You know, it's actually his, and he's graciously letting me enjoy it for a season. And I am enjoying it. I love it. God is so faithful. He's so good. So I bring you good news. If you choose to live a godly life and receive God's blessings as a result, you will experience persecution. And the more blessed you are, the more you're going to be persecuted. (laughs) They increase side by side with each other. It's wonderful. Are you feeling encouraged yet? All right. Well, you should be encouraged because when persecution comes your way, that's how you know I'm on the right track. I'm headed the right way. And I know I'm encouraged because even though you guys are being persecuted for following the messages that I preach every week, you're still here. You're still coming. And that means you are fertile ground. Let me explain that to you. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus tells a parable about a farmer planting seeds. The seeds fell in one of four locations. Some fell on the footpath and the birds ate them. Others fell on shallow soil, and they sprouted up quickly, but since they had no roots, they died. Some fell among the thorns and were choked out, and others fell on fertile ground and produced a great harvest. So Jesus then went on to explain how the, what the parable meant. The farmer planting seeds represents somebody who teaches the Word of God to others. So I'm up here planting the seeds. I would be the farmer in this parable. So let's take a look at what each location represents. It says, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. So this is a good explanation of people who are woke. Because they don't even consider the word of God for one second. They just trash it and throw it away. But the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they didn't have deep roots, they didn't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. We've all been here, right? We hear this awesome word on Sunday morning, and we leave excited, but as soon as we face problems and persecution because of what we heard, we're like, forget that. I ain't doing that anymore. And that's why I'm so encouraged, because even though you're facing these problems and these persecutions, you're not giving up. You're not giving up. So even if this used to represent you, it doesn't represent you anymore. Praise God. You have some roots, baby, and you're going to produce a harvest. Are you ready? All right, the seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, 
and the desire for other things, so no fruit is produced. And we covered this last week, and it really is something that we should all look out for, especially here in America. Y'all, we got to quit worrying about our needs being met. We have to take those thoughts captive and say, uh-uh, I ain't thinking on that. Don't allow them anymore. Stop fretting, stop worrying, stop striving to meet your own needs, and stop hustling to try to produce wealth. Stop it. God knows you need these things, and he wants you to be wealthy, but he can only get these things to you if you stop obsessing over your own needs and stop trying to do it by yourself and trust him and seek him first and let him add the things to you. Like Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, including that blue Jaguar convertible, will be added to you. I don't even know why he gave that to me, but he did, and it's awesome. God will surprise you with some of the things that he gives to you. Oh, I can feel the criticism already. It's like, God did, God did not give you that. Well, I don't need your approval. God gave it to me, and I'm enjoying it, all right? Woo, feeling a little feisty up here. Goodness. <laughs> a bigger pillow. Picked up a bigger pillow this week. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Whoa, buddy. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. This is you. Week after week, you're coming in here, you are hearing, and you are accepting God's word, and you are producing a great harvest. Anybody? Is that you? It is you. Look at somebody next to you and say, you're producing a great harvest. So when persecuted, rejoice. I'm so thankful for all the persecution I've experienced over the past two years because now I can stand up here and tell you when you're persecuted, rejoice because you know you're on God's side. Come on. You know, closeness with God comes with a byproduct of persecution from others. But it's far better than the alternative of trying to please people and losing your closeness with God as a result. You cannot please people and be close with God at the same time. Mm. So also, when troubles come, rejoice. Woo! I didn't get as big of a cheer on that one. I'm so thankful for the challenges that I faced throughout my life. Because now I can stand up here and tell you, God is faithful. You know, we're not only promised persecution, but we're promised troubles in this life. Here's how Jesus explains it. He said, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. He's not telling you this to put you down or to make you sad, but so that you can have peace because here on earth, you're going to have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Some of you are chin deep in trials right now. You're barely keeping your head above the water, right? The car broke down. Things are tense at work. Inflation is destroying your budget. Sickness is trying to overcome your body. But take heart, because Jesus has overcome the world, which means you are going to overcome these trials. Here's what the Apostle Paul would tell you if he was here today. He would encourage you to continue in your faith and remind you that you must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I don't know if I've ever heard a message on that. You must suffer hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Yes, we're going to suffer hardships but they will lead us into the kingdom of God. Man, what a great benefit. All right, so four out of my five kids started swim lessons this past Monday, and it's the type of lessons that teach them survival skills in the water. What's it called, Beth? Some kind of... I don't remember either. But the first day, they all went in kicking and screaming, y'all. They didn't want to swim without their floaty. 
They didn't want to go under the water. They wanted mommy and daddy to come rescue them from their mean teacher. So there Beth and I sat beside the pool watching our kids struggle, listening to their cries, but we did not intervene because we know the outcome of the struggle. Not only will they overcome their fear of the water, but they will gain the skills necessary to keep them alive. If they never faced the struggle, they would remain vulnerable to the water. The water would just be waiting to overtake them at the first chance that it got. But now they have overcome the water. The water holds no power over them because they know how to float and they know how to swim. If the Lord is not rescuing you from your trouble, it's because you're going to learn how to overcome your trouble so your trouble can no longer trouble you. Let me say that again. If the Lord is not rescuing you from your trouble, it's not because he hates you. It's not because you've done something wrong. It's because you are going to learn how to overcome your trouble so that same trouble can never trouble you again. So when trouble comes, rejoice. Because it's not going to take you out. It's going to transform you into an overcomer. Well, as long as you don't whine about it, right? Whoops. So I want want you to look at somebody next to you and say, keep going because you're going to win. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.